Welcome to Reputation Capital, where we reputationalize, capitalize. I got lost here. So I'm Randy Baker, and I usually help Dr. Kent when he does get lost. So I will pick it up here and say we're talking about reputation capital and how big things can happen when you use your reputation wisely and join together with others. Yeah, so don't feel like a, a little kid who's lost in a shopping mall and has to go to the, you know, the main desk and have them do that announcement. And I got lost here again, Randy. And I, and I don't know what to do with you, Dr. Kent, because today, well, let's just go to our guest today. Today we're talking with Linda Fisk. Linda Fisk. And Linda has quite the resume. And she's quite the character. She is polished she is passionate she is doing amazing things and i think you know notwithstanding the fact that you have to listen to the first 30 seconds of this interview because it's a little bit weird linda has a lot of things that we need to think about and she has a lot of things to say about listen listen through to the end we we like to be sort of uh, what's that my favorite show um not matlock the other one um you know, the, the spy who's got one eye. Oh, that rhymes. You're a poet and don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we like to sort of bumble around like fools and uh, Columbo. Yeah, we like to Columbo around a little bit. And so that's what we did with, with Linda as we launched into the interview. And uh, it was fun. It was really fun to get to know her better. And by the end, to really see her open up with some special words about where women could be going in terms of leadership. So here's our interview interview with Linda Fisk. So Linda, wonderful to uh, chat with you. And for the audience, uh, you have a, a very, Randy, how would you put it? I don't know what you're, where you're going. Um, well, it's, just it's to a trick very you. exciting and dynamic background. So our listeners should, let me explain it try to describe it a little bit um you mean the pineapples yeah there's pineapples on one side there's those those lights like almost christmas lights hanging down it's true no seriously no it's um the background is terrific because it actually presents linda as the person that she truly is so we're not distracted by all sorts of fake backgrounds and we have linda here uh being linda and that's perfect Well, thank you. It's wonderful being here, and I really appreciate the opportunity, and I look forward to diving in. So tell us more about you, what you do, why leadership is important, and so on. What's what's your life's purpose? Great. Thank you so much. So I'm Linda Fisk, and I have the privilege and honor of being the CEO of Lead Hership Global. And Lead Hership Global is a confidential private community designed to help accelerate the success of each and every member by integrating self-directed learning, impactful small group experiences, peer advisory services, and then expert coaching and mentoring. And we've been lucky enough to attract some of the most dynamic, successful women in leadership all around the world. 
Some of our members are leading in entertainment. They are running production studios in Hollywood. Some of them are leading in business with multinational, multi-million dollar businesses. And then some are leading in politics. They may run think tanks or they may run government entities. But all of them have in common this idea of stepping into their purpose with a sense of vision and a sense of boldness. They all want to grow their leadership, expand their influence, and then create a lasting legacy. And I think that's really what unites the women of Leadership Global is they're all convinced that to be in leadership means that you have to be a lifetime learner. And they're interested in enhancing their leadership blueprint around the world and embracing their power to be the very best versions of themselves, both in work and in life. That's that's a wonderful kind of description of, of everything. It was also a lot. So I'm curious, if I were like a, a 10-year-old, how would you explain it? So I would say if you're a woman in leadership and you're interested in advancing your success, then joining Leadership Global gives you the fuel that you need through inspiring connections with powerful women around the world to be able to step into your purpose with intention and with boldness. I think I said 10-year-old, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do one more take. Pretend I'm 10. Yeah, so I had this conversation with my niece just this morning. She's a medical student. She's creating a think tank, doing amazing stuff. And she used words that had no meaning to anybody, including her peers. And I said, explain it to my seven-year-old grandson. And that's what I want you to do. Explain it to a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old. So we can't use words like advance your career because they don't understand that. Do you want to try again? Um, I think that Leadership Global provides women with a safe and trusted environment to learn, to share, to discover, and to grow. Does that help? You're closer. I think we're in junior high now. So let's go even <laughs> younger, like seven-year-old. I, I, I hope you don't mind this. this is, we're having fun with you, but I think what I love about your the way you show up is that you are 100% authentic. So the folks can't see you as they're listening, but they can hear in your voice, like there's an authenticity to you. So I'm curious if we take all the big words out, what the heart of the business is, because I think it's lead hership is a beautiful name. Almost the more words you add to it, the, the, the worse the brand gets. Dilutes the brand, yeah. Lead Hership Global is just really about connection. That's what it comes down to, is that we connect women in leadership. They support each other. They lift each other up. They champion each other. They advise each other. And it's just an incredible community of women in leadership that support each other and that help each other. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's women helping women in leadership or women in leadership helping women. It's, I, I love the support part. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. So to what level is, is it mentorship and to what level is it sort of instruction, kind of getting into the business itself? I know women don't have the same level of mentorship in the workplace. It, I assume that's part of it. Another part is high-level networking and so on. 
what are the what are the things you've learned as you've built this and have grown it? What I've really learned is that um, it really does require self-directed learning, which is learning on your own. It's accessing diagnostics, assessments, workbooks, research, white papers, articles, so that you can educate yourself and you can dive into a whole myriad of topics that are of interest to you, places where you want to up-level your skills, places you want to dive in more deeply, and it gives you the autonomy, really, to be able to explore and discover what you want to sharpen your skills around. It also requires peer advisory services where you get to connect with people who have been there and done that. These are women who have overcome the challenges that you may be facing right now. These are women who have um, experienced the same sort of daunting challenges that maybe you're facing and have come through the other side. So they're able to give you real world experience about how they solved problems, how they overcame challenges. And that kind of one-on-one connection, I think is so important, that peer advisory sort of opportunity to connect with other women who have been there and done that, I think it's just priceless. And then the third opportunity that we have is through mentorship. And this is much more about coaching and mentorship. It's a much more structured way of connecting in small groups or one-on-one to receive the kind of advice and feedback and direction that you need um, from people who are who have made it their life's mission to provide expertise and skill and knowledge that you may not have. And those incredibly deep, rich relationships with mentors and advisors, I think can be so powerful. And uh, we've hand-selected 20 of the most impactful coaches from around the world to work with our members on everything from health coaching to financial coaching to everything from executive leadership to team management and team performance. And so having that kind of expertise that you can call on at any time, day or night, I think is also an important ingredient to success. I have found that many women want a little bit of a collaborative approach in their learning. So not only do they want to learn on their own, but they also want the ability to connect with others that are like-minded leaders in small groups or in one-on-one connections with others that can help them resolve issues and overcome challenges and bounce ideas off of and be creative with in community. And so that's really what we offer. So there's there's one thing I always, my side of the shop is I get to poke and prod people and think about the brand and the heart of the message. What is amazing about you yet again is there's a polish to the work you're doing and your resume speaks for itself. You've done a lot of amazing things. What I'm interested in a little more is what's underneath all of that. So I'm curious, to be honest, what what was the lowest sort of point in your entire career? When did you hit rock bottom and how did it sort of shape everything that's happened since? No, I'm not sure that I have had a rock bottom, but I will say I had a point of awareness. It was kind of an epiphany. And I served as the marketing lead for a very well-known and incredibly prestigious membership organization that was global. 
And during that time where I ran global marketing for this organization, I was really surprised to find that less than 10% of their members were women. And as I began to really dig into that and try to understand why it would be that this global organization that is extraordinarily well-known and very well-regarded would only have 10% of their members represented by women. And as I began to speak to different leaders throughout the organization, they would point to the fact that the criteria to join this organization was incredibly steep. And so it was really difficult for women to to be able to join this organization because they didn't qualify, because they didn't meet the criteria. But as I began to really dig into the number of women that were available to join this organization that met the criteria, what I found is that wasn't true, that there were almost as many women that met the criteria as men around the world. But what I found is women often didn't stay in this organization that they churned. And the reason is that they didn't feel valued. They didn't feel respected. They met the incredibly daunting criteria to be a member, but they were not invited into chapter-level leadership, regional leadership. They weren't invited to the international board. They often weren't invited to forums or to any kind of thought leadership councils. And so they felt dismissed and demeaned, and they felt less than in this organization that they joined to create community. So they left in very short order. We churned a lot of extraordinary women out of this organization. Did you kind of early in your career, do you feel that you kind of felt that sort of that demeaned feeling or the not not equal to the sort of not being able to get up to the table because it seems like it's not just out of the blue. No, I would say that I personally have never experienced that. I worked in Mm -hmm. industries that were gender balanced. And I think that, you know, I rose through the ranks really quickly. I never felt as though I was being sidelined or marginalized in any way in my career. Um, Mm -hmm. I was often, you know, the youngest, the first, the only And I never felt like gender played a part in my career trajectory or my career advancement. So the epiphany happened. Sorry? Right. The epiphany happened because you weren't expecting the discrimination and it was apparent to you. Okay. Right. That's interesting. So did you have kind of, if, if we go further back, did you have a fairly good childhood, privileged upbringing, like everything was great? How did you end up being such a leader? I would say that, yeah, I had a, a really, um, I think, middle-class, happy, balanced childhood. I feel like, you know, I was lucky enough to grow up with two parents and a brother. Uh, we were never wealthy, but we were not desperately poor. We were somewhere middle-class. I feel like I early on learned that you know, for me to be able to create the vision that I wanted in my life and to move forward towards that vision, it was going to require a lot of grit and a lot of grace. And so with that, that means that it would take personal sacrifice. It would take a lot of personal commitment. It takes a lot of hard work. And there are times where if you are going after a long-term vision, it's going to require that you make trade-offs. And that always seemed okay to me to make up those 
trade-offs. As a woman in business, so the grit and the grace, you had to have the grit and the grace and the ambition because you rose through the ranks. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to sort of dig for, there's something different in you that it feels like you are empowering others to have. It feels like you had grit and grace, you had ambition, you had drive, and it feels like that's what you're empowering people to do. At the beginning, you were talking about we and the organization and all of that, but it does sort of feel like it's your personal obsession. I think it, it, it's not as though that there was a point of transformation in my journey as much as it was clarity of purpose. And so for me, the story really is about having clarity of purpose and being clear about my impact, being clear about the kind of conversation that I wanted to be a part of moving forward. And I wanted to be part of a conversation that lifts women up, that gives them a sense of confidence, that gives them a sense of purpose and um, allows them to facilitate however they define success, whatever is their greatest joy. That's absolutely the kind of conversation that I want to be a part of is how can we create that in the world? How can we create that impact? How can we create that joyfulness, that happiness? And so I feel like now leadership global is kind of the culmination of that. And it does take for me and I imagine for others a bit of refining over time what your purpose is what kind of environment you thrive in, what your mission is, what your vision is for your life, and then to continually refine that over time so you're moving closer and closer to that ideal. And for me, Leadership Global is the culmination of an entire career spent working with leaders to lift them up and accelerate their success. But now I have the privilege and honor of working with some of the most accomplished leaders, but they happen to be women. They happen to be women that have experienced both overt as well as very subtle ways of, of having to overcome unique challenges, partly perhaps due to gender, partly due to position in society, partly due to background. And so we have found ways of helping them overcome those, those issues that they may be facing. Mm. So, so, Linda, you used uh, a word twice in the last few minutes, which I'll come back to. Being a business geek, I always like to look at business as a whole and look at where the vision is taking me into the, into the future. And it interested me that you used the words leadership global is the culmination. That surprises me because I would have thought it was the vehicle to a destination. And now I'm intrigued about what that destination may be. So I'm sorry, Randy, what, what do you mean? Uh, what is it that well, you'd like me to comment on a little bit more? Well, what, what's, what's the end game? What is your big vision? Where are you going to? When? Because culmination means it ends now. And I don't for a minute believe that Leadership Global is ended now. It's going somewhere, and I'd like to know where it's going. Got it. Okay. Well, I will say that I don't know that necessarily I have a vision to be the largest. That's not as important to me to be the largest mm -hmm. uh, leadership organization dedicated to lifting women up. It's more about making sure that we're having dramatic impact. You know, I want to be a place where we can have conversation around intimidating topics like 
building a brand, accepting failure, becoming self-aware, building emotional intelligence, perhaps things like listening to your intuition, as well as some of the pressing issues that are facing women today in leadership, which do include issues of discrimination, gender equality, diversity, inclusion. Those are some of the, I think, most pressing issues that we're facing today as women as leaders. And I would like to have conversations that really take on some of these issues and that uncover some of the real challenges that are facing women um, from every angle and offer practical actions that you can take to create change and to create impact. So for me, I'm not sure that it's necessarily that I have a vision of it being, you know, 2 million women strong around the world and that type of thing. It's more about ensuring that everyone that is a part of Leadership Global feels as though we have been instrumental in helping them claim their power and change the world, whatever that looks like for them. Okay, so you're probably going to hate me for this because I'm a little bit confused. Still, From a business point of view, I look at that and I hear and I heard you talk a lot about feel and feelings are subjective. They're not something that are easily measurable. So how do you measure whether you are succeeding in creating the impact or what, what is the way you measure your success, I guess? We actually do surveys with our members and we ask them very tangibly, what is the impact that we have had and where can we do better? What else can we provide in terms of resources, tools, funding, connections, networks? Um, where can we really dig deep and provide pivotal resources to you that are going to create change in your life. And we hear directly from our members about how we have helped them accelerate their definition of success, wherever that is. We help them stand on a TEDx stage. We help them publish their first book. We help them create a partnership. We help them create a joint operating agreement. They were able to recapitalize their firm. They were able to find funding. They were... So we literally look at all the different ways that we have provided access to people or resources or tools or funding or something that have made a, a purposeful and pivotal step to help them realize their purpose. And so we do that survey regularly to ensure that we're not missing any of the tools or resources that women need to be able to show up, speak up and step in, into their power. It's really, uh, it's neat, again, to hear your passion for these topics. I think the, the thing that resonated for me in the whole conversation, Linda, in terms of branding, the intimidating conversations, the intimidating topics that you brought up, that, was a, that one word is a remarkable word, particularly in a, in a world that is scary right now. <laughs> in particular, always for women, always for minorities, uh, the kind of fear that I didn't realize existed, you know, for women when they want to take a run, for women when they want to be in a, in a C-suite. So thank you for doing what you do. Um, where can folks find you and who are you looking for? They can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, although I am most likely to have a, you know, a discussion through a platform like LinkedIn and connect personally with anyone who wants to connect with me through that platform. If you're interested in learning more about Lead Hership Global, you're welcome to go to our website, Lead 
hershipglobal.com. Happy to invite any conversations if you are interested in learning more or you're interested even in debating what, what you really need as a woman versus what's being met in leadership organizations like mine and others. Really open to hearing feedback, really open to answering questions, connecting, supporting, helping, and lifting up women all around the world. So if there's any way I can be supportive, don't hesitate to reach out. I want to thank you for being on, Linda. Uh, Particularly, I want to thank you for putting up with our rather uh, direct questions right at the start to try and, and tie you down. It was not meant in any way to intimidate you because we don't like to intimidate people and too many people are intimidated to have those conversations. When you scratch the internet and say, share your opinion, you get attacked from every side. The world is a difficult place to actually have a strong opinion in these days and I love the fact that you're helping women learn how to have those difficult and intimidating discussions. You're doing great work, so uh, I applaud you for that. Thank you very much. Randy, thank you. I appreciate it. And Kent, Randy, thank you both for allowing me to be a part of the conversation today. And I am delighted that you asked the hard questions and forced me to really think about the value that we're providing and the way that we're structuring that value. So thank you. Well, thank you, Linda. That was just an amazing interview. I love your passion and I love how you have this need to help successful women become even more successful by providing support and collaboration and all the tools that they need to continue stepping up in a world that is often very intimidating for women. Yeah, and I love the little H that you put into leadership to make sure that women are acknowledged and cool brand it's a cool idea so folks are listening to this and and they like um h's and things our website's got what is it one h uh do we have more than one h two h's no three yeah goodness well so go to thoughtpartnergroup.com um and we're not (laughs) h's you can click the button at the top of the page and fill out the assessment and we'll give it some thought which has two H's, and send our ideas back to you. And if you really want to, and if you really enjoy our zany ideas and thoughts, feel free to subscribe. And if you hate us, you can even leave a comment and let us know. We probably won't read those, but you're welcome to join. Zany is a great word. I'm going to go look up the etymology of zany, and uh, peace out. Talk to you again soon.